to Tea and K-Drama here on the Tea and Gauntless Network, a show where two best friends sit down and watch K-Dramas. We laugh, drink tea, and most of the time, yell at the characters we love to hate. Let's get into the good stuff. Well, I have mixed feelings about that episode. A lot happened, and not in the same way that a lot happened in every other episode. And I would just like to note that when we first started... When we first started watching, I said multiple times that I was not rep. I was not prepared because it was so like, it was just so silly. Like it was just all over the place, like so over the top ridiculous. And then, but like this closing moment, I was like, oh, I was not ready for this, this in a completely different way. Like it, it got, it got like heavy and like the, I don't know the, excuse my cat. Um, and Aww. like the, I don't know, the relationships, I don't know, things started to, things have started to get serious in a way that's it's more heavy than, yeah, it's more like actually heavy than, well, there's a little bit of melodrama to it, but the heaviness is quite there. So I have, I have the recap right here that I can quickly read for us to give us a baseline for all that we're going to go into. Cause I tried taking notes, but my note, there's just so much that happened, like little moments here and there that I think I'll have to refer to that, but for the basic highlights. So, uh, Jun Pyo was jealous of seeing John D dancing with Jihoo. Right. And then yes. he is attacked by a cricket and then falls into a swimming pool. And apparently the one thing he can't do is swim. And then someone comes in yelling, hey, he, he's fallen to the pool. He can't swim rather than save him. But they come out and somehow Jandi saved him while I think her shoes were still on somehow. And she's giving him CPR. And then he tries to kiss her. And it, so he still pursues her. And then next we know there's a birthday party. And I, I'm i not sure if I'm saying this her name right. Seo Hyun. Seo Hyun. One of those. Yeah, I'd have to hear it again. I will. Uh, yeah, I'll. I'll so, need so to look up their picture. So Let's just so say so for now. Okay. I'm not sure if that's 100 percent right, but we'll revisit that. And then she's having her 23rd birthday party. I thought this woman was 30. No, she's 23. That's, that's I have thoughts on that. Anyway, she's that's just the party that she is leaving forever to Paris. And since that announcement, Jihoo is depressed. All yes, this time. but I, I'd also like to mention that she, what she states as her reason for leaving to go to Paris is that she is, her parents set her up for success and she did not really earn anything and, you know, she's so grateful for everything, but she is not, she wants to be anonymous and so she is exiting her modeling career where she is quite famous on lots of billboards from what we've seen so far and um and she is also uh choosing not to inherit her family's law firm so she's going to paris where she can be anonymous or somewhat anonymous and just kind of start fresh and so and i think i think i want i bring this up because i think this is one of the first instances that we've had where um this interesting sense of 
like honor and humility has come into play and it comes mm-hmm. into play mm-hmm. in different ways it with uh in 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 this episode not just with with her but with uh with with John D. Yes, there's more emphasis on honor and social standing and how you're perceived with that that came up particularly all well, the final scene is Jihoo's mad at her because she mentioned to Siyeon, like, hey, please don't go. He's going to be really sad without you. And he's pissed at her because he's like, you have no pride. Who asked you to do that? And she's like, but you were so sad. So it's, I mean, I get it from his position because it kind of feels like people are like planning out his emotional life for him and like interfering on his behalf when he mm-hmm. had a whole thing with that uh, with Siyeon. Oh my gosh, I keep saying wrong. Just think of it like soul. Think of it like the city soul is spelled S E. I'm going to mangle this S E A. Anyway, it's spelled sort of the same way, I think. So just so. We'll call it Sohyun. Sohyun. And so he had a whole talk with her, like, I'm a man. Also, that conversation where he's in the bedroom playing with a marionette during the birthday party, which was a little creepy to me. It's like a marionette. Okay. That was super creepy. They started that shot on the marionette. I was like, what is this fucking Chucky doll? Like he's sitting not- on the corner of the bed, just kind of staring at it, controlling the strings. It's like, is that how you feel with so young? Like, I don't he's know. Just- is this a metaphor? Oh, 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 interesting. Interesting. I didn't think about and then, that. He throws it away into the basket after the yeah. conversation. Cause he's but like, maybe, man. maybe, uh, because, it definitely seems like she's had more of the upper hand in this relationship just because she's older and, you know, gorgeous and successful and stuff um, and has taken on a slightly, like, motherly kind of role for all the boys. So Which you really had, see. Okay, so that makes, that makes him the marionette if he feels like she's been pulling his strings and stuff. And you're exactly right, because you really see that in the scene where they're having that conversation in the bedroom. He's playing with the marionette. She comes in. So he's sitting on the corner of the bed and she gets down on her knees and looks up at him like a mom. I was like, oh, this is like when you have a little kid and they're upset about something. You get down below their eye level to have that conversation. Right. But then and then but then in that conversation, it turns out that she also has feelings for him of a more romantic nature. And so unexpected. Yes. I I, I feel kind of icky during that conversation as I'm like, this seems like it could be sweet, but also really unhealthy. So I'm actually now glad that she's leaving because I don't think this is a good dynamic. He says, I've been faithful to you for 15 years. I Isn't know. Isn't he 17? He's, well, yeah. I mean, they're, okay. So they did say in this episode that John D is a year younger than them. They said that to the mom, so I don't know if that's actually true or not, but probably probably John D is a year younger than them. So they're probably what, 17, 18? Yes. And so young is 23, subtract 15. She's eight years old. So this boy man has been in love with her and completely faithful to her for all his life. Yes. So he has been completely infatuated with her, which which just goes to show that. This is really not necessarily an ideal relationship. And she's had all this time to like, I don't think, I think that she, my impression is that she has had like, she does have strong feelings for him, but they're so intermingled with like motherliness and like caring for him and, and, and like, and like the awareness. I think she's always been very aware that he's 
in love with her or been infatuated with her, whatever we want to call it. And so I, I would find it, if I were in her shoes, I would find it very difficult to the, – the, the power dynamic just isn't equal. Like there's no way that would really like work oh, out. absolutely not. Well, she's you know, traveled. She's, she's really, done I think modeling. I think she's really making the right decision there uh, to kind of break it off. And she says – and when she acknowledges that she has had, you know, some feelings for him, I think it's almost like a – I mean, I don't think that she's lying or anything – but I don't. I don't think that it's necessarily romantic. I guess I think for her, for him, it's very romantic. For her, it is a strange mix of I kind of love you for you, but also I've been a bit of a big sister to you, and also more strangely, a mom role. Even though there's probably only five year difference between the two, I honestly thought she was much older, like late twenties. No, no, no. Yeah, because okay. the thing is, is that I, I like I think the feelings on her side are yes, I agree that they're pretty complicated. Because if you have somebody who has been like madly in love with you and following you around, you know, and they're you know five years younger, six years younger, whatever, and they've been madly in love with you for fifteen years, so basically like your whole lives. I mean, mo like. As long as you can remember, they've been in love with you. And she then was two or three. Yeah. And 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 then they start to kind of see someone else for the first time. Like not date, but just like somebody enters their radar. Because John D has really only like just barely entered his radar. Um for the first time. I can see how it would be a little bit bittersweet to see him kind of growing up when he's been in love with you for so long. And I think that that's where those feelings come from on her side. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would honestly, Jihu has since the start of this episode with the birthday party, he has been so depressed and so mopey. I was finding it hard to track with her when she was saying, but you smile and you talk about John D and flip it to Johnny's talking to her about Jihu and she's like you're the only one that makes him smile he's so sad you need to stay because you make him smile but I'm, I want to see more of that fondness or levity yeah. that John D brings to him because he was he was just sad well, I will say playing the I violin was, and sad he's always sad and playing the violin in the most dramatic way um <laughs> so dramatic so dramatic <laughs> Um, I, I will say that I noticed in previous episodes, he was just like super depressed this whole one, but in previous episodes, like, I think John D does make him smile and it's less like, I have seen that and it's less of, um, mm. it's less of he's, she's like, she says something funny and it makes him laugh. And it's a little bit more of, she just amuses him so much in general because of the way that she's just like kicking up chaos in the group. Like, um, yeah. But I do – so I I do think that she has has made him smile for sure. I I agree with that. Previous episodes, you do see that. I, I just wish I would have had a little more reaffirmation in this episode of, oh, yes, this is a right. little something in there. Because, well, they started out with the end of the party, and I, you were so not ready to do a recap because they – 
brought her out and you were ready. You already had a secondhand embarrassment creeping into your face. Cat. Oh, I know. No. It was so rough. But when she, when the girls like pushed her into the food table, I just, I could not handle watching that again. And I forgot. You reminded me that this was post glow up um, yes. when she gotten all, when Soyeon had rescued her and dressed her up in all her gorgeous clothes. So, um, so we were fine. We didn't have to watch that again. Yes, we were spared that. So there was a little moment of sweetness, which I liked when she ended up dancing then with Jihoo. And she's in her head, oh, this is a dream. This is wonderful. But then it's flipped to his head, and he's saying, I wish you'd stop standing on my toes. And then she's (laughs) literally dancing on his toes. She's literally literally standing in her very high heels on his toes. First of all, it's probably a good thing because she definitely would have fallen. She can't even, like, walk straight in heels without falling over. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was like a dad and a little girl like dancing. It was just like, it was, it was sweet and amusing. Right. However, oh, also like segue over to Jung Pyo. He was so jealous during that. Oh my God. And then he runs outside and he's like, I'm going to kick a lawn chair. <laughs> like patio trigger flying everywhere. Yeah. Can we pause, Kat? Can we pause to acknowledge yeah. the sheer volume? That is Jun Pio's hair. <laughs> curls. Why does he have curls? I these these everyone in the show is Korean. Okay, like they don't have natural curls. They have straight hair. It like is maybe, otherworldly. Maybe like a tiny bit of wave, you know, but like not corkscrew curls, which he has. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. In the best ways. Uh, I immediately noticed that when the episode started up and I, in my little notes, it's like, the hair, the volume. I'm dying. Goes for days. So, yes, he, he goes off in a rage and smashes patio furniture and then a cricket jumps down his collar and then next thing we know he's in a pool and then yeah, he can't so swim. A cricket, a cricket or whatever, like, gets on his clothes and he runs around. There's a splash. He's clearly ended up in the pool. And then the next thing we see is somebody comes running in to the party because this is this is all happening at Sohyun's party. He's left to go kick lawn furniture, um, and because John D and Jihoo were dancing and obviously having a moment, and he was like, "Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I need to go kick lawn chairs." For real. And, and so somebody somebody comes. Yeah, so instead of saving him, barely, they go running in to the party and they're like, he can't swim. He's in the pool. And everybody, literally everyone in the entire party drops what they're doing and they all run out in a crowd to poolside. And and they run out and then we see and John D is there and she is performing chest compressions and poorly poorly performing chest compressions i'm pretty sure she just like slapped him a couple of times like it was (laughs) yeah the beating of the fist to the chest and maybe this will work it was it it really seemed and she is supposed to be like a really good swimmer like a serious swimmer (gasps) she won scholarship right yeah so why is she so bad at cpr i would like to know Mm. Mm, Um, cat hitting it home hard with the facts I, I try. Forgot. I try. Yeah. Just keep this in perspective. She should know better. She should know better. But, and then, so she, okay, and he is not responding to the chest compressions, right? Everybody's just standing around staring. Okay. And then mm-hmm. she finally, she's like, 
she's she's in it. She's like re- she's genuinely really worried about him, even though she totally hates him. And she then then we we move to mouth to mouth, and so she goes in once, and then like the, the second time is <laughs> opens his eyes. And she's like immediately outraged, and he's like he's like kind of smirking. Like, has he been fine the whole time? Did he even really fall Ooh. in the pool? Did he just like? I mean, well, <laughs> he obviously fell in the pool because he's wet. But did he like? Was he ever like not okay? Like maybe he was holding onto the edge the whole time, and he was just like, I don't know. But this definitely seems like a setup. He was fine. <laughs> At some point, I, that's valid because when you watch it he either was conscious all the time or gained consciousness because she's going in and he's holding her and pushing her actively towards a kiss. And yeah. Like, no, no. She's like pushing back and then giving yeah. more attitude. And um, then, yeah. And then he's smirking afterwards. What a fucking, what a dick. Uh, it, it, it was uncomfortable a little bit there because it could have been sweet. And then he's being creepy about it. And then the next day, he's got a whole new lease on life. It's stormy outside, yeah. but he's saying wait, it's wait, a beautiful wait, day. Wait, 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 Rachel. Okay, so you were saying that he he could have been faking it the whole time, or he could have like come to halfway through or whatever. But there was never any choking, gasping for breath. There was never anything. <gasps> that so I think he was fine the whole time. <sighs> it was a setup. It was a setup. He was like, holding his breath. The whole time, knowing that she would rescue him. Wow. And eventually, she would go from mouth to mouth because he's not, quote, unquote, responding. Oh, 100%. To the chest compressions. Which means that she was, like, pounding on his chest that whole time. And he was well great at pretending to not. <laughs> well, for, it looked like she was putting some good strength in it to her arm, you know, trying to get the water move out. Not and the he's kind just of strength chilling. that would have actually, you know, been successful no. CPR, but... Sure. But she successfully swam in in a party dress and heels and, and a heels. fur coat, which she was still wearing post-saving. Fur wrap. Pulled fur his wrap. body out. Yes. By herself. Because clearly, if he's faking it, he's not helping at all. So that means she's strong enough to go in the pool, drag his body out, pull his body. Which, again, clothes when they're wet are heavy. That's true. Especially so for... So he's wearing a full suit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is a mystery to me, and I would have liked to have seen her diving yeah, like- in to get him instead of cutting to her walking down, and then all of a sudden someone else is coming in to tell the whole other party, he's drowning, come see this. Yeah. I well, I would have liked that. These episodes are so long. They gotta <laughs> make some catch somewhere. This is true. This is Wait, true. so what was what was the next I just feel like so much happened. I don't even know what was the next thing that happened. So after that, he has like a new lease on life and he's being creepy. He's got oh, a camera right. in the pool to watch her because this is how he, he shows his affection. He, now. Put, he put live ducks in the school <laughs> swimming pool so he find them when she goes. And then he's and she's so mad and she knows that it's him. She's so mad and she's like stomping around. And he ha okay, but he has a camera. Like, he has, like, a live feed, and he is watching her reaction, and he's just giggling to himself in his Mm. little clubhouse with the other boys, and they're all like, dude, and he's like, but it's so funny. It's (sighs) wild. Yeah. It's just wild. And, you know, and I believe, I believe one of the, one of the friends mentions, like, he says something like, 
maybe this kind of attention isn't like what she wants. Like maybe this isn't how you show a girl that you like her. And and he goes, yes. if I didn't like her, I wouldn't show her any attention at all. And we're just like, bro, you are so you are so twisted up. Like this is not, oh, honey. The way, yeah, the way he, his brain connects the dots is very strange. But also I think they pointed out later on the episode, he says some sort of popular ism, like a quote, like the early bird catches a worm. Yeah. It wasn't that, it was something else. No, I, and think, then it was friends with him. I think that's exactly what it was. Well, there was that one. He says that to the staff and. <laughs> And was having like a great day after being saved by her. But then yeah. he says another one later and one of his friends looks at him and goes, you got that right this time. Oh, I missed that. I must not have been paying attention. Uh, so I, I think his friends are aware that he has uh, a different way of looking and remembering how things play out. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. But I thought it was, I thought it was interesting his dynamic with Johnny in this because there are times where I'm like, oh, this is kind of sweet. But other times where I'm like, this is more uncomfortable. So when she uh, also there was a a lot of eavesdropping in this episode. There was Johnny eavesdrops on Jihu and Suyon when they kiss. Oh yeah, she accidentally sees them kissing, and so because she's about to and walk so in the room or whatever, and then they're to making say out. thank you for the dress that mm-hmm. Suyon gave her for the party, and Wait, let's, to let's avoid. Let's keep this in order, though. So lots of eavesdropping. Yes. And then at the end of the episode, Jihu eavesdrops on John D asking Seon so to stay. Yeah. So yeah. I will get this name right. I swear. I, I will practice this because it's a beautiful name. And she's such a beautiful actress. I love her. She has like she, a grace and maturity at 23 yes. that I wish I had. She is honestly so gorgeous. Like, it's embarrassing. No wonder she her played hair, a world famous model. Her like the way her mouth forms words. I the way she, the way dresses, she talks and she beautiful. has this kind of kindness in her eyes. She's just so she is so beautiful. We're just gonna girl crush over her for a second. Yep. Yep. Um, props props to casting there because she's yes. just a wow. gem. What a what a stunner. Um Yes. And then Wait, the, oh, the girls, the tr- so the gossip girls, the trio of gossip girls, <laughs> eavesdrop yes. on John D. <laughs> bandaging Jihoo's finger as it gets royally cut by a violent snapping. And it's, yeah, because it's he's all, he's blood. all like really sad and playing the violin in you know in the woods on the bench that's randomly in the woods, which is like their spot. Um, and and he is so upset, and then like one of his strings snaps and it like cuts his finger and he's just like this shoves the violin away he's like like screw this violin and like the snow is falling on it he's really like reckless with this violin which i guess if you're super rich you don't really care that much but like come on um and yeah and then john d comes across him and Mm -hmm. she like kneels at his feet she's like your finger well, she doesn't say anything. Yeah, this whole scene was silent, which I thought was actually kind of like kind of sweet. And she like sees his fingers bleeding, and she like wraps it up with with a handkerchief, which I think is I think he gave her a handkerchief like early, like in one of the previous episodes that he refused to take back. Did he refuse think, to take he, back? Like, I wipe her remember. face when somebody threw food on her or something. I feel like this is always happening to her. And um, 
Yes. But I think it was his handkerchief. And so she wraps it up and he tries to pull his hand away. And then, But she grabs his hand again and she's like, let me do this for you. And then um, he's like, ugh, fine. And he just sits there and says nothing. He's just mopey and depressed the whole time. Yes. And then John D does some, something sweet where she put, takes opens her umbrella to put over his violin so the snow stays off of oh, it. Oh, yeah. And she protects the violin with her umbrella. That was, that really, was really sweet. sweet. Yeah. That was However, really sweet. The but then trio the of creepy gossip girls. gossip girls are Ugh. filming her with with their digital camera. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Um, and so they are obviously recording this, and they end up taking it to Gujumpyo, and they're like, oh, "She's obviously been dating um, Jihoo, and probably it's been going on for a long time, and we can't believe that she would do this to you, and oh my god, she's going to ruin your friendship, and isn't she awful?" And he's like. And meanwhile, he's been so happy because he, she didn't really kiss him, but like doing fake CPR, like whatever. He's had a lot there of was attention mouth from mouth her. Content, con- contact. And so yeah. as far as he's concerned, that's like, he's over the moon. And so they, so the gossip girls bring this to him and, and they're, you know, alone, like nobody else is around. And, um, and he is like, he is so, he gets, he gets, he goes cold. Like he... He tells, like, the main gossip girl, he's like, what did he say? He's like, if you show this to anyone, I will wring your neck. Like, stop talking. He gave a definite threat to her. I'm pretty sure it was a wring your neck. A for recording it and showing to him and B, oh. a threat to deter her. And he takes her camera and throws it and breaks he it. He smashes the camera, yes, on the ground so, like he does. Lawn chairs, cameras yeah Gandhi's pride you know he's just smashing things all over the place um but yeah it's boundaries it's, it's wild seeing... boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> boundaries what are boundaries what are boundaries i'm rich it, it is wild seeing jungpyo in this episode i felt very much like a yo-yo like oh this is kind of sweet oh i'm getting the egg oh no this is, this is okay wait is this okay I don't know, because he's not really, like, addressed a lot of past things. But he's making progress. It's, like, two steps forward, one step back, and maybe yes. a side to the left. Yes. That's, that's a really good way of describing it. He, he, there were moments in this episode where he got, like, like, re- he went really far with the boundary pushing. And he's always done that. We've always seen that with him, with the, with the, the tricks that he would play and, you know, and the, the, the situation, the kidnapping, the situations that he would set up and stuff. I mean, he obviously has no conception of um, other people's boundaries, but um, None. he didn't, there wasn't any real, or not that I remember, there wasn't really any like physical pushing of those boundaries. <gasps> no, there was, there was the scene in the woods where he's mad at her and he's no, like, no, 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 he tries no, to kiss her, he tries episode. to force a kiss. I'm talking about this episode. I'm talking about before. Yeah, so, there, so he was always pushing I mean, boundaries. kidnapping is pushing physical okay. boundaries. Yeah. There's chloroform involved. Okay, yes, but he did not. He kidnapped He hired her. someone he to. He hired people to do it. I'm just saying we escalated here, okay? It is difficult <laughs> to escalate from kidnapping and chloroform, but there was a personal escalation. Yeah. I can't believe personal we're having escalation. this conversation. Okay, anyway, and so, but there was a moment Okay, yes. So this was after the Gossip Girls came to him. And he is now um, livid. Upset. He is upset. 
Right, because he's 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 really crushing on John D, and yes. he doesn't understand how she is not reciprocating also all of those feelings. Like I think he genuinely thinks that she is too, um, but she just can't like admit it to herself or whatever. I really <gasps> think that he does think this, and so I think. Wait, hold a thought. I think he's a golden boy who can't conceive of anyone who would think of him as not a golden boy. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Because everybody okay. is so every his whole life, everybody's fawning over him. And totally. Yeah. He does and no so wrong. How, as he's told. How, nobody has ever rejected him. Nobody has ever um shut him down or told him he was wrong or said <gasps> no. Until what? I'm sure his mother, who we will get to in a second, because oh, she is scary. Word. I'm sure his mother his has told him mother, no. His mother is terrifying. Okay. Um, wait, where was I going with that? Okay, so okay, so right, so everybody's fawning over him all the time. So okay, so back to the digital camera and the Gossip Girls. So he shuts them down. He smashes the camera, but he has seen this footage, and he can he he can obviously see that John D is, you know, kneeling at Jihu's feet, wrapping his finger. I mean, there's obviously, like, some feelings here going on. And so um, so he goes, and he he actually goes to the bench in the woods where they were, and John D comes to, and she's like, and he's like, are you looking for somebody? <laughs> it was so dramatic. And then, but oh, it was yeah. just really, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was, that to, was creepy. He wanted to catch them out, and um, but Jihu wasn't there, and because Jihu doesn't—he's not really all in. Like he's—he's he's still like mostly in love with Sohyun. So he's um, very depressed still. Yeah, he's mostly just really depressed. <laughs> Poor thing. And um, and so he—I don't remember exactly how this plays out, but he ends up forcing a kiss on her, very in a very like violent physical way. It was extremely uncomfortable. And he, or no, almost, almost. It was he, an almost kiss, but there was definitely, he grabbed her shirt or her neck and was like forcing it. And it took and her like a lot of shoves. So she's struggling. Extreme like, struggling. Very clearly. She is yelling. She is fighting. And he, and he get like there, I think their lips get like really close. And then he lets her go. And he's like, he's like, is it that, dis- am I that distasteful to you? Or something like that. You. It was something along the lines of like, you don't want this that badly. I'm, yeah. I'm paraphrasing it not well, but it was something along those yeah. lines. And then he's starting to kind of finally and click then he a lets her go that... and she runs exactly. away. Whatever. Well, he stomps uh, off. Oh, he stomps off, and then he stomps he, off. She just yes. no. She just sits there crying. Yes. She, I mean, she's just been like attacked. Okay, just because he didn't yes. actually kiss her doesn't mean that he didn't grab her and like try to. Oh, I mean, no. he was just because he didn't succeed stop, doesn't mean it wasn't awful. And that was no. a very, that was so very uncomfortable with this scene in mind. I had a hard time. Again, it's that yo-yo. I had a hard time of like kind of being fully like, oh, yeah, cute, charming. Those little moments later, because he did like really go into yeah. a bad territory there. Yeah. And then you could tell in the next day, like. Or however many days, Johnny doesn't want to go to school. She's staying at home miserable. And her parents are like, no, go to school. Be a socialite. Be a debutante. And no, she's- it was just it was just it was just that one day. And but then that's when she gets the invitation in the mail to Sohyun. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. 
Did we get this backwards? You know, I'm not sure what the timeline is anymore, but that's okay. We're hitting the highlights. Because that's when she got an invitation to a party, and it was, wasn't it so young? A little no, wibbly no, no. wobbly it time, Noemi. It must have been a different party. No, wait, 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 wait. Because the first party was like the school dance or whatever. That was the party that we started on, that we were in with the, the middle of at the end of the last episode with the pool. This the party, party is, is the birthday. So Hyun's birthday party. Third is the auction. Oh, yeah. That we all the guys are helping with. We haven't talked about that yet. Okay. So, we'll, we'll, we'll get so, there. All in yeah. due time. All in due time. Right. So Sohyun's party. So she gets the invitation and it's from Sohyun. So she doesn't – she really likes Sohyun. Sohyun's fucking great. And so she ends up going to the party. There's this hilarious scene in the dry cleaners where her parents <laughs> are really excited that she's going to this rich person party. And they are going through they're – go, they're putting her in – uh, like all of the clothes that people have left behind at the dry cleaners to try to put her into a fancy outfit, and they're and by the end of it, they're all they do this for like a while, and then they're so mad, and then the wife, the mom is like, "Well, we live in a poor neighborhood, like nobody wears good clothes here," and then and then a delivery comes, and it's uh, and Sohyun has has delivered has like graciously nice, nice provided the nice dress, yeah, and that's something that I admire with Sohyun is that she is paying attention to. John D and in inviting her her to this party she, she is aware that she doesn't have the nice dress for this right. and she goes up to help because there's a lot of other characters it seems to very very is it classist because the mom of Jung Pyo who we're going to get to yeah is very high society and if you're listening to that in her presence it sounds like she'll laser beam you to death yeah with her eyes yes so I do like that however it is a little weird. I mean, I'm sure there's something a little there inkling potentially of a budding romance between John D and Jihu. But I feel like that Wait, Jihu or Jumpyo? Jihu. Okay, yeah. There's just a little 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 something definitely on G uh G John D's side. Yeah, but Jihu's well, yeah. still too rose colored glasses. Madly for with him. Yeah. Precisely. So I feel that Seo Hyung is very actively working to foster set that little, set them up a little she, bit. I think she wants to set them up because she, I think that she thinks that John D would be good for him. And he is, as she did say at that one point, she's like, but he, he smiles when he talks about you. And so I, I think that she likes them together. And obviously she knows that she's leaving. And she doesn't want him to, like, pine over her forever. So I think that she's... Which... Yeah. Which brings up my next point. But I'm a little confused by that, though, because uh, John D runs away because she doesn't want to get caught out for having accidentally eaves, eavesdropped, eavespied, seeing Wait. them kissing. And she's then saying... So Young is then saying, oh, Jihoo and I are going to go for a drive. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. Wait, I'm just going to rewind. So, uh, okay, so we're at Sohyun's party. She is wearing yes. appropriate clothing. Um, she Sohyun looks makes her Sohyun makes her announcement. She's going off to Paris. She's leaving, you know, everything behind. Um, Jihoo has already left at this point. He leaves, like, as soon as he he violins. Vi, vi, why can I not use words? He, he plays happy birthday he on the violin. He plays happy birthday on he... the violin. Bounces, he, he immediately he violins goes her happy away birthday. And to he, find a and he sort of stomps off. 
so he's he's gone off um and everybody's like oh where's you who we don't know and so she gives her speech everybody's like oh she's mm-hmm. it, rah, rah. and then and then we cut to um so hyun has gone to find Jihu in a room where he's playing with the creepy marionette doll and so then they're talking and they're having this conversation and he's saying like I have loved you for 15 years I have been faithful to you for this long I you know how can you just leave you know etc cetera, etc cetera. and she says oh she says something weird like I could never abandon you well he says he he straight up says and I don't know how much of this is like the translation but um but he says i feel abandoned by you yeah exactly and, and, then she... and that was that was really uh blunt i thought uh blunt wording at least and um but again you know it's translated and uh yes and it was a very goes, straightforward conversation yeah truth and revealed she goes, she goes i could never like like i could never abandon you you know and i don't know they end up and she, but she basically says, look, you know, I have had, you know, some sort of touch. Uh, like, I care about you, too. I've had some feelings for you, too. Because otherwise, I wouldn't have been salty when I saw you with John D. And you guys, you know, kind of like smiling and dancing and whatever, even though I set that up. Um, and so anyway, so she kind of brings that up that, you know, she brings up John yeah. D. And she's like, I'm leaving. Like, I have to go. Whatever. They end up kissing. Okay. Well, he – Jihu kisses her. And, um, and I mean, it's, you know, mutual. But he kisses her. She does not pull away. They she do both sound away. there for – it's not an intense, passionate kiss. It's more just like close mouth, lips touching. But it is for a good several long moments, it which feels allows like- John D. to see it. It feels like a hello and a goodbye at the same time. I got the impression that that was their first kiss. I don't think that they've ever had any romantic contact before. Romantic I completely contact. agree. A thousand percent agree. This is their yeah. first kiss, probably their last kiss also. So I think that well, is right. a poignant way to see it. Right. Uh, because one of the I things think... that he says in this conversation, he's like, I'm a man. Like, I am grown up. I make my own choices. Yes. You know, and I love you. And, and she's like... You're kind of a child, though. You know. And as I said, I think Jihu is trying to prove that he is grown up and adult enough for them to have a more mature relationship. Right. And she's not fully committing to that. She's backing away from it and trying to do the sidestep. But also, I don't think she's doing enough, which, again, I know conflicted feelings. It's a mix of emotions. However, she is the one who is the of age i don't know if he's even i don't know what the age of consent is in korea if it's uh, 18 or you know if it's 17 20 who knows you don't know however for someone who is so wise and mature as she seemingly is well she's 23 though but compared to the others we were she's like, like we were 23 oh, she does have oh, a lot of points. Oh, she certainly oh, seems oh. very mature i know yeah let's just bring oh, that back into context we were really dumb <laughs> So, um, yeah, so, so I dope. understand oh. that, but I do, I do think okay. that, you know, we don't always make the best, most healthy choices. And I really think that she was in her way, she was saying goodbye to him with that kiss by not pulling away and by kind of like letting that happen and play out. She's saying goodbye to him. She's saying that she, you know, loves him in a, you know, obviously not in the way that yeah. he wants. And she's, she's, she's really acknowledging his. He needed he needed this to happen. 
she is acknowledging that his feelings are valid adult and adult but i i i i disagree that she's i i wish she handled it better then after that moment i wish that she had had that kiss and then said her goodbye instead of agreeing to go on a drive with him one-on-one a drive which seemed to kind of very also baller move piecing out of your own birthday party to go on a drive (laughs) (laughs) rachel has never done that before <laughs> hey, I was very tired and it was probably and midnight and I want to go to bed. And I told everybody that you were going to bed and it was your birthday party and everybody was like, oh, Rachel, go for it. Yeah. yeah it was great. Uh, we're grownups. We're grownups and we can go to bed when we're tired. Absolutely. Even if we are literally hosting a party. Um, That's what yes. your roommates and best friends are for. Preach. Picking up the slack. Yeah. So. I do wish I had been a little bit handled. Oh, so this brings me to another point where I was a little uncomfortable with uh, kind of the forcefulness of Jim Pio because yeah. he makes up an excuse for John D. Like, oh, we were going to go on a drive too. We're going to okay, okay, go wait, escape wait, this. And like, he like grabs her very kind of strongly around the shoulders right? and walks her away. Okay, I'm going to back that up though. So yeah. she – okay – So this is the conversation where she walks in and she – well, she doesn't walk in, but, like, the door is half open or whatever. And she sees them kissing, like – and it's – you know, it's – I mean, they're not, like, heavily making out or anything. But this is, is like, a moment that's not, like, a peck, right? And so she sees them kissing and she kind of, like, backs away and slowly closes the door and is just Mm -hmm. sort of, like, flustered and panicked and sad and confused and, you know, whatever. And um, and Gu Junpyo walks up you know, behind her and sees her and they talk or something. And then, I don't know, there's like a brief interaction. And then um, the door opens. So Hyun opens the door and Jihoo is there. And they're like super casual, not like a big kiss has just happened. And so Hyun is like, oh, you know, John D, why didn't you come in and say hello or whatever if you were – and and John D is like, uh, uh, I don't – um, I was just uh, – and so Gu Junpyo like – and I guess he knew kind of what had happened or he had – he at least – he knows the dynamics of those of those two. So I think he had an idea that at least there would have been a – that he had an idea of what this conversation was. And um, and so he he's rescuing her in that moment because she is so uncomfortable and she does not yes. want to go on a drive with them and she has to process her feelings and she's uh, is just really confused. And so he rescues her and he's like – uh, so when Sohyun is like, oh, you know, we were just going to go on a drive. Do you want to come with us? And she's like, in her head, she's like, what do you mean come with you? Like, you guys are making out. Like, you're t- – I don't know what's happening. Like, I can't be in a car with you. The so most weird. awkward third wheel situation potentially awkward. of so, all time. So she's just totally panicked. And he's like, well, actually she can't because we were going to go on a drive together. And then yes. – um, And then – oh, so this was an interesting moment because Jihoo – has there's like a look okay there's like a moment where he's like you guys are going on a drive and he doesn't say anything but there's like a look of sort of confusion and he's like but wait but she doesn't why is this happening and it's not just like why is this happening but also i don't quite like that this is happening like there was a moment yes I, I know which moment you're talking about. There was a little bit of this is sus because it's these two going on a drive, but also he right. knows his he knows his he knows Jun Pyo, he knows his friend. And right. so there's I think a mixture of concern for various reasons probably with that 
because well, he I knows think, his friends are that yo yo. I'm like, oh, I like her. Oh, I, I hate her. Oh, I like he her. Is, I want to destroy her. I think that he is starting to react to John D. Because I think that I think that there is a well, because she's infected <gasps> with him. That's what I'm saying. So, and, I, and I'm not perhaps. saying that he's acknowledging it yet because obviously, like, he's still madly in love with mm-hmm. Sohyun. But like, I think that there is something underneath the surface that's kind of brewing there, and it's much more on her side than on his side right now. But on his side, yes. I think that that was a start of, you know. He doesn't really yes. want her and Gujong Pyo to the, be together because he kind of likes her. The space in his heart, I think, is starting to get a little more space now that he's potentially accepting that Seo Hyung is going away. And yeah. so a little more room now is coming in for John D. Yeah. Which, oh my gosh, the next scene then where she John D goes was Jung Pyo and she accidentally downs a whole glass of, what was that, vodka? <laughs> I don't know. It was a clear liquid in like a tumbler. It was, it was probably clear, yeah, probably clear liquid too. And, oh, so for that scene, wait, the way wait, John wait. Pyo insults but also compliments people is insane. It's <laughs> insult, know. insult, but then a third somehow it turns it into a compliment, and I don't. Yeah. Wait, I don't but know how just, he does let's it? Just, let's just link this back. So, um, so they're like outside the room where Sohyana and and. And Jihoo were kissing, and so Hyun is like, "Come on, a drive with us." And John D is like, "Oh my God, help! What am I supposed?" And so Gu Jun Pyo rescues her, and he's like, "He's like, actually, we were gonna go on a drive." And so they're like, "Oh, okay." And so, um, so he's like, "So we're just gonna go now." And he like wraps an arm around her shoulders in a very like awkward, you know, sort of way. And he kind of like drags her around the corner, and she's like, "I don't," because she kind of doesn't want to go with him, and also at the same time, she's like, "But I need to leave the situation." So that was kind of the awkward sort of like physical, uh, you know, grabbing that was happening. And then there was a sweet little bit where they're bargaining for how much percentage of his life debt he has not paid off to her. I think they settled on a solid 25%. I think think. they settled on 25% because, because, (laughs) because uh, he's like, he's like, I just saved you in there. And she's like, she's like, yeah, you did. But I literally saved your life. And he's like, the debt's been paid. And she's like, um, no, I literally saved your life. You can have like, like, like 10% of your debt is paid. And he's like, 50%. And she's like, 25%. Again, the question funny. though, did he really nearly drown or was it all an act? Questions I we have. I don't know, Rachel. I don't, I don't know, know where we're at with this. So um, they go to this bar, which apparently Rupert he is giving out. me. Can I swap? <laughs> can I switch this camera? No. Rupert is giving me like the stink eye. He's like, this is Gujum <laughs> is a bunch of bullshit um but yeah he has uh, a lot of growing to do wait where were we oh okay so, so they, they go to the bar on a drive obviously no well, i guess they drive they go to a bar but whatever they go to a bar and and they have this conversation about he says that she's saying i'm not enough to compete with seo hong and he's like you're not you're not pretty you're not smart but there's something about you that he uses term eligible he's like he's like You're the first girl. He's like, he's like, you're right. You're, um, you're, you're not anything, you know, but you're also not nothing. He's like, you're not pretty. You're not smart, but you caught my eye and literally nobody else has ever done that. So there's obviously like, 
so you're something that makes, there so that makes you eligible and and she's like oh for, like eligible for her to compete with Sohyun for Jihoo's attention it and, was cute then it was cute right. then when he I think left to the restroom and she starts getting like overheated and like oh is it hot in here I'm so thirsty and then she chugs down the water which is which now is no, no alcohol yeah, but it was cute. He had a similar moment in the bathroom where he was—you could tell he was feeling like a little overheated because they had that little. After moment. He said, "You're not nothing to her," she's like, "Oh, there's, I am, I am worth something," and then he comes back and she's completely smashed. Yeah, she is like falling over, drunk from this one class. Um, oh, and then they end girl's up having, a lightweight. Yeah, they, for sure. Well, she's probably—I mean, has she ever had alcohol before? She's what, fifteen, six, sixteen? 16. You know, we don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's see. So, so they he have comes a back fun and interaction. She says yeah, you go for very it. Very real truths. She says very real truths to him of like, I don't like you. She smacks him on the face, gently smacks him oh, on the face oh, a couple oh, wait, times. It was so funny. It was so funny because he <laughs> comes in and she's like falling over drunk and he's like, what the, what, what is this? What, what happened? And he's kind of like, he's kind of like turned off and then, um, and then and she's like rah, rah, rah. and then she's like you didn't have to call me not pretty and not smart and then his his whole demeanor changes and he's like hmm you didn't like that i said that it was just like it was just kind of a and then he's and then he sort of gets like a little indulgent with her and he's like okay like all right come on she talks about she had talks about upping it to 50% and canceling half his life's death to her Oh, yeah. And then she's like, I have nothing to give you. And she's like, I know what you want. And she, like, licks her lip and braces herself to give him a whopping <laughs> kiss. She does the and most does it. awkward. <laughs> she, does the, just the most, she smooches her lips out in the most awkward way. And She amps herself up to give him a whopping, like, massive smooch on the face. But before she can, she throws up all over him. <laughs> and just to be clear, as she's, like, ramping up in the most awkward obvious way he's like pulling away from her because he's like deeply alarmed by this right and then and i mean he's obviously like we know that he's super into her but he's still in this moment he's like yikes <laughs> and um and then um uh and she's like i don't know what happens he pushes she, her away or she trips or no something. she and then she goes back to make out with yeah, him again she and leans then back and comes back yeah, and then and then she goes and you think that she's gonna make it, like you think that this is gonna work, and then she vomits all over him. Which the look on his face that was he he deserved that. He one thousand. Oh, he totally deserved, deserved it. Yeah, all of that. I mean, for all the shit that he's pulled on her, yes, he deserves Absolutely. everything she gives him. Um, yeah. So that was that was a fun moment, and then oh, wild. and then she wakes up in his bed, and she's like, what? And she's in, you know pajamas and whatever and she's was like that his bedroom well maybe a guest bedroom it, it's his house okay. and it was um, a bit it was a bit frilly so i was just i would have been surprised if that was it was his probably bedroom. it was it probably a guest very bedroom. i feel like i feel like his bedroom would have been bigger um but yeah <laughs> but he's but she but but she wakes up in a guest bedroom in his house and he's like yes. in an armchair like reading the reading newspaper. the paper <laughs> and she's like why am i not why am I here? Why am I not in my bed? Like, what is happening? You know, blah, blah. And then he goes, like, well, I remember. called your folks. He yeah. goes, I called your folks, and they were fine with it. Yeah, he's like, they didn't seem too upset. And she's like, oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then this, and then the head butler and a maid comes in with his suit, which, I'm not going to lie, that thing looked pristine to me. I know, it looked fine. And they were saying how this is, 
the first and last time he's worn this custom suit from a spring collection and it was flown over two days ago from Milan, but he will yeah. never wear it again because and they're and they're and about, to, they're about to back. say they're about to say how much it cost. And then he's like, No, no, don't tell her that. I don't want her to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. However, I, I mean, come on, man, though, like there's ways to get that stuff out of your suit. This is I really know, but, the last Rachel, time you ever Rachel. wear it. This is the class of people who are so obscenely wealthy that they would like, they would honestly probably never wear the same thing twice. Like, let alone if it had uh, once been vomited on. Like, let's uh, keep in mind the echelon of, he is like the top of the top of the top of the top of the top. Um, like, just absolutely beyond. So, uh, okay. So then somebody comes in and they're like, your mom is here <gasps> or is coming. And he's yes, like, he the and he's like, what already? And um, and so he is panicking, and he calls up his buddies, and he's like, the witch is back. He calls her the witch, and um, and they're like, and he's like, this is an emergency. And so all of his friends go over there. They come like, over, yeah, they come over as like a strategy and council. They they somehow perform magic on John D, who previously was in pajamas and had just woken up and was hungover, and um, and they yes. you know they doll her up. She's wearing expensive clothes, you know, whatever. And hair's um, done, makeup is done. She's she all she done. looks like an heiress. Yes. By the time the mom arrives, because the mom comes and says, "Make sure John Pio doesn't leave the house." So the mother of John Pio, I don't think I caught her and name, she, but she. When we see her, when she oh. walks in the room, literally icicles form. She is yes. terrifying. I was thinking the same thing. A shark. Okay. The she temperature has, drops she to sub zero. She has these like shark eyes that are so I don't even know how to describe it. It's not like she doesn't hold a lot of like anger or emotion or there's not a ton of like negative emotion going on there. There's actually very little that you see on her. She's not expressive, right? But you can just see behind her eyes there's like so much going you know, oh my gosh, you, you know, know what it is? reminds you know what me of Devil Wears what? Prada. She is Meryl Streep in Devil Wears oh, Prada absolutely. except like except like Almost, almost scarier. More, there's more of a sense that she wouldn't just torment you; she would destroy your life in a way you could not imagine. So here's, you're right though, because in her face is not quite the, it's not malicious, it's not calculating. What she's doing, and this is what I think it is behind her eyes, is that she's evaluating your existence and if you're worth being in her presence. Yeah, she clearly has a very strict set of I don't know values I guess we'll say that she lives by and um social values are very high on that list I think yes it's part of she is she believes that she is socially and economically your superior yes and she will not have anything below a certain thing because her the the F4 guys when they're rallying around they're saying how she can't know who John D is. They, they she will eat her said, alive. They literally said that if they found out who she was, she would ruin John D's family. Like, like things would just go for down. Being there, yeah, just for being in the house with Gu Jun Pyo, like being a girl in the house with Gu Jun Pyo, you know. And um, and so, but yeah, so basically, what happens? So, uh, so he calls his friends. All the friends gather whatever help her get dolled up I don't hire somebody to get whatever I don't know it happens fast she gets dolled up and then when the mom comes in the room 
all th- all four of the boys, Gu Junpyo and his three friends, and and John D dolled up. They're all sitting there collectively, you know, casually, whatever. Well, not casually. They were very stiff, but um, and and uh, to basically to make it seem like nothing went on. This girl is not of any particular interest to you. Um, she's a girl from school. She's obviously of our class. Look at the way that she's dressed. Um, you know, and she is of no particular interest to Gu Junpyo. And so, and, and because Ji actually, so the mom comes in and she's like, who are you? Who's your family? Oh, blah, 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 blah. And she's like stuttering and stuff. And the boys are all jumping in, like giving answers that they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, her family's in uh, the clothing industry, a uh, fashion, fashion. Yeah. Yeah. And her dad owns a business. Yeah. Her dad's a businessman. Oh, what kind of business? Clo- fashion. You know, and it's just, they're kind of. Uh, covering for her and and then at one point she's like because she because John D is flustered like she's totally fumbling she doesn't really know what's happening here um or what she should do or say or whatever so the boys are all jumping in and at one point you know she gets her shark eyes on her and Jihoo strolls up and throws an arm around her and he's like in a in a and in that moment like as we saw that it was a it felt like a kind of claiming, like she's more my friend than anybody else's here, and to take the pressure off Jim to Pio. take the pressure off. Yes, and um, and he's like, oh, you know, she's our friend. She's at school with us. She's a year younger. Um, you know, she's like our mascot. We like her. You know, and it was it was just yeah, it was very much a way to kind of keep the attention off her and have the mom not focus in yeah and then oh and so they're trying to cover and they say something about like oh you know our family's in fashion and then the mom is like oh well you must be really interested in the auction tonight and she's like and um and one of the boys is like yeah or they're she's definitely gonna like help drive up the price of this one dress and um and she's like okay well um since you're all here you might as well help out and so and then we kind of cut to the auction and they're all at this auction Yes, there is a moment though that was interesting. They gave us a bit of backstory for the 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 Fab Four, the the F Four, F Four. Yeah, when they were kids, they snuck away from a camp, oh, yeah. summer camp, one day, and they they somehow get into a house, have a pillow fight, and then literally SWAT two cars of SWAT teams show up, Armed guns pointed guns at them, pointed lasers, laser gun, laser guns on. The bo- these children, and okay, these they're children like under 10 eight. years old. Yeah. Yes. These four boys who are jumping nine. around in a room. And the SWAT people knew what they were coming into because they could see the boys jumping around from the lighted, like, bedroom window. They could see that they were perfectly happy, all there, jumping Floor around on to the bed ceiling windows. Yes. Letting it clearly state what's going on. And they walk them out. The boys have their hands raised up like they're actual criminals. Criminals. And then the mom rolls up and she gets out and she just stares at them. Yeah. And then zeroes in on her son. And, yeah. Ooh, that is cold. It was so cold. Yeah. But basically one of the boys was like, no, no. But remember when you ran away from summer camp? And then we cut to that scene. And so then, oh. and so then everybody was like, oh, yeah, we really got to like fix this and make sure that she doesn't focus her attention on John D. His phrase after that was, and we almost died. Oh, yeah. 
because all the SWAT team came in with the guns trained at their faces and kind of shoved him sit back down onto the couch altogether while his mom arrived and they walked him out to his mom. And let's just be clear that these, all four of these boys are from extremely like wealthy, privileged families. Like it is not just Gu Junpyo. Like all four of them are like top of the top of the top. Gu Junpyo is like the most top, but still like these are not, um, invaluable hostages or whatever like these are these are valuable children who would be i mean every child is valuable but um in terms of the society um the resources devoted to find these kids who just went to go have a solo fight was insane and the consequences if they were to be injured in some way by a SWAT team perhaps uh (laughs) would be like pretty catastrophic so it was just, it was wild. Anyway, um, yeah, so we saw that scene. Okay, so then, okay, so then we cut to the auction. To the auction, and what happens? There's a pair of goggles that John D is from a famous swimmer, and John D shows market interest in them, which Jong Pyo sees. He doesn't say anything, but he sees how her eyes lit up with awe and wonder that they're this famous swimmer's swimming goggles. Yeah. And then the those bidding, sell for, the I think, 20000 Dollars? The bidding starts at like two thousand dollars or something, and 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 she finds out later that they're worth you know about like two thousand um, dollars. But the bidding goes like he pushes the bidding up, and it like it ends up going to ten thousand dollars. And he doesn't he doesn't like do it in front of her, but like there's there's like a phone call in to the auctioneer or whatever, and they're like, oh, somebody bid ten thousand dollars on the telephone, and then they're mm-hmm. like. Anybody want more? No? Okay, $10,000. And I don't really know how that happened because I don't see how he could have gotten away to get on the phone or whatever, but anyway. Mystery. However, we see John D's eyes reacting to like the sheer price that was paid for these goggles because right. she knows she knows the value of money. She does not come from wealthy family. She knows right. like this is not pocket change. Someone paid 10k for this. Yeah. So, and that and, is the first... and this is like 2009. When did the show come out? Like this is not 2007. This is not two, this is not ten thousand dollars our time with inflation. This is yeah, ten thousand dollars will give you like an orange now. Okay. Like this is this was like back in the day when money had value. I'm trying to look up the inflation calculator. Yikes. Calculate. Okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do that. It's, it's a slight it's a slight influx. Uh today that would be worth fourteen thousand Okay, I'm gonna say that that's more than slight, but sure. Yes. Oh, um, Sidetrack. This is a completely different yes. franchise film. However, uh, wait, what? So my husband and I, we were watching It's a Wonderful Life. Mary. And I know. It was so, so fun. What, like hearing you call him your husband. Was Thank adorable. you. Oh, I love him so much. Yeah. Yes. Thousand, thousand percent. Uh, Kat, you're my best friend, but he is my favorite person on the planet. Um, that's to be expected. I approve. Okay. And I would be upset if he were not your favorite person. Like that would that would Aww. I wouldn't like that. So but I'm happy being second best. <laughs> <laughs> so we were watching It's a Wonderful Life and there's a scene in there where Potter offers James Stewart's character kind of a bribe salary of like, Oh, come work for me for twenty thousand a year and you can go to New York every once in a while, come work for me, stop doing your thing. Cat, I calculated that. According to the internet, twenty thousand a year in I believe that was nineteen forty seven or so, about four hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year. 
is what that calculates to. I know. It hurts. It hurts so much. I, what can I cease to function? <sighs> okay. So um, that was something I learned about how much money has changed over the decades. And so uh, anyway, an increase of 4K, 4K is, I, I can roll with that, but back to the 1940s yeah. up to today, insanity. Anyway, oh, yeah. back to the auction. One of the one of the F4s. Oh, I have his name, Ji Young. Which one? Ji Young, the, the artist. Ji Young, he's the third Wait, of the F4. One? I don't remember which one was the artist. The one who is the artist. The girls were talking to him about, oh, you have a gallery. He said, you didn't bite me. He said, oh, he's, me. he's the cuter one, right? And then the other one is from yes. like the gangster family or something, right? Yes, whose name I still – I don't think they've said his name yet, but I got to get it. Eh, I mean, I'm sure they have, so, but like, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we don't we'll know what it is. We'll come across him more we'll in a bit. Yeah. One of his art pieces went up and was sold. And then the suit off Jung Pyo's back, back I know. was sold. Ridiculous. He was literally wearing the suit. And like, oh, this suit will last then, for years and years and years. And then Ji-Hook, I think it was Ji-Hook, one of them comes up to to John D and is like, mm, it's mm-hmm. um, oh, oh, yeah, because Shark Eyes is about to zero in on her again. And then yeah. um, and uh, goes up to John D and is like, "Oh, it's almost your time!" And she's like, "What?" And then and thrusts her backstage and forces her out onto the stage. She clearly has no idea that this is going to happen. And 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 the announcer is like, "And this is the dress, blah 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 blah." And she's like stumbling in her. She like sits there like frozen and panicked and like, <laughs> and, like she's standing, way too but long. she's. She's standing in a somewhat fetal position, shall we say? Yeah, it is um, awkward. It is it is cringy. It is uncomfortable. Together, figures out what's happening, pulls herself together, and is like, "Okay, well, I'll just pull this off." And so she like walks down the runway, you know. And we keep like we the camera <laughs> keeps like going down to her feet, and she like twists her ankle, <laughs> and like it was ridiculous. Anyway, so she manages to kind of pull that off and something oh but the mom the mom so shark eyes mom yeah is talking to this assistant who's one of the guys that he's the guy that invited john d to the school and the mom says to this guy custodian or whatever school attache find out who this girl is i want a background check and this oh i i'm very curious as to how that'll play out okay okay but remember she shark eyes owns the school <gasps> she yeah. does she does it's her it's their family it's like his family they founded the school like they run the school wait did we meet her in the first episode um very briefly we did yes that was because, her oh yeah i was wondering when she would come back in oh yeah, she's, she's back. oh yeah. gosh yeah so the ah. so the guy who's like the attache of the school like he's really her attache so when he went to give the scholarship to John D, you know, like on school business, like he's still. So anyway, so she's like, she's like, because she knows, because the boys have said like, oh, she goes to school with us. She's a year younger, whatever. And so she goes to her, her attache guy. I don't know what to, whatever, the attache guy. And, um, and, and she's like, do you know her? And then we flash back to the moment where he met her and offered her the scholarship and stuff. 
and um and he's kind of like he has an interesting I like his face. He has like a he has like a quiet I think before I speak I probably have ethics sort of like I probably have strong ethics sort of like I don't know. I'm just seeing that behind his eyes. And um and he he's like he's like what does he say? So she she says, "Do you know her?" And he says, I know she's a student at the school, which is true, but also does not answer the question that she was really asking. He's alluding to the fact, he's alluding and intimating he's, that he's she is a type truthful. of person who can afford to be at the school. He's doing the job. He's doing his job. He's being truthful. He's not lying. But he's also avoiding giving information that would obviously be hurtful to John D. Like he, yes. he, know, he knows that. He knows her. Yes. Um, so I am curious to so we like him. Learn more about him because he and and John D had a moment in in the ensuite before the before the auction oh, started where they kind oh, of looked at of each other because she would recognize him. He was the one who gave her the scholarship. So she that's why that's so okay. that means that she knows that he knows who she is and in and then and in the this boys whole thing that everybody's trying details. to cover. Mm-hmm. Who she is and pretend that she's rich. So that that's what that moment was. So it's the are you gonna say are you who gonna I say am? Anything? Yeah, and he doesn't. So and right does. now, I like this guy. I hope he sticks around. I think like he him. and the head butler of Jumpio's estate have a really good oh yeah the bu- grounded like ethicalness to them. Yeah, yeah. I really like. I really like. I don't know. Why, I don't know why they're working for this family. Like this family <laughs> sucks. This family is really rich and really entitled, and like they are not nice. Um, anyway. But maybe they give good benefits? I don't know. That's, that just seems unlikely. <laughs> it just seems yeah. unlikely. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Hopefully so we get more of their... Scene. Where do we, how do we, Sorry. what's next after the auction scene? Next up after the auction scene, which was awkward, and, uh, somehow John D gets through it without being discovered. Yeah. Not sure. Drink, How? I think uh, just, goggles. Oh, I think so she goes home. So John D goes home and she has the goggles. Yes. She has the very expensive goggles. And we learn that it's because John Peel bought them for her and gives them to her. Oh, and her right, parents are like, oh, sell it. They're worth so much money. And like, no, but some things are invaluable. I want to keep them. And her folks are like, no, sell it. And she literally runs away with the goggles. And she right. has an, an introspective moment where she's reflecting on the experience of getting these precious things to her because she cares about who the swimmer is. And Joan right. Pio is the one who made it happen. Yeah. So she's, so she's, there are pieces of her that are softening up to him, but there are also pieces of her that are like, but he's been such a jackass to me. Like this whole time he has been like bullying me and ruining my life and he sucks and you know, blah, blah, blah. But there are pieces where it's like, but then he's doing things for me and he's like kind and he's like, He's like he's, noticing that I'm interested in things and he's taking care of them. Like it's just, you know, so she's 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 starting to be a little more nuanced in her perspective on him. Whereas before she was like pretty much full on like disgust and hatred. Like she did not like him. Yeah. I mean she also, would save his life if he was drowning, but that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's got a good heart. She she's already saved another person from committing suicide. So That's true. I mean she's, yeah, she's, she's two for two right now for saving people. Preach. However, I, I noticed in that scene where she was reflecting the goggles and then seeing how 
she was interacting with her parents in this episode and how she was navigating the F4 in school and like John Peel's mom. John D, she's this girl's really on her own in figuring out how to navigate all yeah. of this because her parents she are mentioned- sweet, they love her. But they do not have good heads on their shoulders. Right. She mentioned there was a scene earlier on where we saw that her dad had like either gambled away money or like spent money on like horse tickets, whatever that's called. Horse gambling racing, betting. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, G- betting gambling. on horse races. Yeah. yeah. And um you can see how familiar I am with the dark side of life. <laughs> <laughs> and, um and so we we had seen that earlier. We know that their family does not have a lot of money. Um and let's see. Uh, yeah, so there was a moment where I think when she was drunk and she was kind of opening up to Gujun Pyo, I think that's when it was. And um, and she's like, I am trying so hard and you're making life so hard for me. She's like, I am in this insane school with these high expectations of me that I'm not used to. I have to keep up my swimming because I have to keep up my scholarship. Um, I have to work a part-time job because my dad is making bad choices and our family is poor. Um, Mm, She's like, mm -hmm. she has so much. And I think that was the first time we really heard of that, of her working a part-time job. Although obviously she does because she's been running the dry cleaning, but I wasn't really thinking about it in that way. And she follows up all of that to say, I'm sad. I'm so sad. Yeah. So I really think she's on her, like, in a way, she's on her own. She doesn't have other than Seo Hyung, who has, she looked up to her from a distance because she was a fan of her as a model. Yeah. I think Seo Hyung's the first mature, level-headed adult that she's had interactions with who's given her wise advice. And who, like, has her life together and stuff. Yeah. Who has her life together, who's making good choices, sacrificial choices, because Seo Hyung at her going away party slash birthday party she said like i want to my goal in life is to share what little i have yeah which is a beautiful sentiment sentiment and aspiration and very different than everything else that we've come across because john day comes from little and she's in a world of access yeah. And now she's seen someone who has all the access and is saying, no, what matters more is that I build my own and what, however little or however much I have, I share it with others. Yeah. So I, I honestly, for, for that reason, I, I kind of wish that Seo Hyung would stay around longer. We'll see in the next episode if she does or doesn't, but because John D, this is a crazy situation. All these scenarios are crazy. And she, well, she I don't think she's there to talk to. to. She has Sohyun has to leave in order for any sort of relationship to develop between Jihoo and John D because Jihoo is so in love with Sohyun like he can't even like really like see anybody mm. else like he is totally okay. hung up on so her. So she's 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 probably going to be gone then. Yeah, so All maybe right. well, she'll come back, but she's not like it's going to be some time. I think. Yeah. So John um, D's basically on her own then like yeah, she's so got is basically on her own but yeah no, just to emphasize life, the fact school, that she looks boys. up to her like even though she even though John D is totally infatuated with Jihoo and Jihoo is totally infatuated with Sohyun John D still looks up to Sohyun and is like of course he loves you like you're amazing <laughs> and it's just like it's yes. really sweet like it's it's a really sweet kind of the sort of lack of jealousy and um 
and uh, like nastiness there that could so easily be there. She's just like, she's so, John D has this sort of like humility about her where she's very kind of aware of her, I don't know, her place in the world and like what she has to offer, except that she's also not aware at all because she has so much to offer because she's freaking great. But um, she's just, I don't know, she has, a, she has a total lack of arrogance, like a complete lack of arrogance. And it's really nice to see that in a, especially in like a lead. Yes. She's, she's very selfless and caring because she does care about her family. She does care about Jihoo. And so when So Hyung comes to the pool, say goodbye to John D, John D literally gets onto her knees and begs So Hyung to stay because she makes Jihoo smile and happy and she and says that so she can't sad. compete with he's that. He's been so sad knowing mm-hmm. that she's leaving. Yeah, yeah. So I think which is, is a conversation that Jihu eavesdrops on, right? Yes. So we finally circle back. Is that the next thing that happens though? Is that she's swimming and Sohyun comes in to say goodbye? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Sohyun comes in to say goodbye, and okay. so I'm not sure what the transition is because talking about this this feels really abrupt. But anyway, the, there was a scene. Honestly, I made a note of it because I was okay. like, "Oh, yeah, finally." There was a scene where they cut to the uh, the F four in class, and we finally see a teacher. What? I don't even remember this. Yeah, there's there's a man who's reading from a book, walking around a room, and they set these four very large oak and heavy desks. Yeah, and you see Junpyo reflecting this name there's no words it's just the motions of teaching but i got excited because we finally saw a teacher oh and then we're in the pool area yeah okay rupert are you ready such a good kitty off you go there he goes he plays fetch he's an amazing cat obsessed with him anyway um yeah Okay, uh, right. Okay, so basically the next important thing that happens is that she's in – she's swimming in the pool because that's, like, what she does. Or she's going to the pool – whatever. Going to the she pool. wasn't swimming because she's in her – she's in her uh, schoolgirl outfit. And I remember that because I remember thinking, that is a nice jacket. That's right. I do like that jacket. That's a cute jacket. It's a great jacket. It's, like, really um, dark. And then there's, like, a yeah. white – like white outlining of the lapels and the sleeves with gold with four gold buttons it's just it's nice it's a nice jacket it's classy. Um, although i will say i all... have gone to private school like my whole life and i have worn a series of plaid skirts and that is the shortest plaid skirt <laughs> i have ever seen like we would and it, i mean it's not just her it's all the girls in the school wearing really short plaid skirts but like mm. we l- listen we uh we would never have gotten away with skirts that short. Like there's like a there's like a there's like a finger rule. Like it has to be two inches past the tip of your middle finger. Like there are rules for this. Anyway, <laughs> tangent. Um, you okay, know. So so more you know. goes. So go for it. So oh, I was just saying the more now. The more you know, I did not know. I, I knew the skirt was short because you saw it in that scene where she's standing up. I'm like, okay, that um, they chose a very good camera angle because a little lower, two inches lower, and you're I saying, no, you're just waiting for the that are not good, yeah, uh, and decent for schoolgirls, yeah. So now I know that skirts are definitely meant to be longer. That our school official, I mean, I mean, maybe maybe not in South Korea, but at least in all the schools that I went to, yes. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So Sohyun goes to the pool to see John D and to say goodbye. 
and um, and John D is really sad about it. And then she kneels at her feet. That's the second mm-hmm. time she did this in this episode, but okay. She kneels at her feet and she's like, please, like, please stay. Jihu loves you so much. He cares about you so much. He has been so sad. And it just, it breaks my heart. And he's, he's brought me the mouse. Listen, this cat. Oh, I was like, Johnny did his face brought me the mouse. Where did that come in? Yeah. Rupert um, the cat has brought you a mouse. Yes. I'm obsessed with my cat. Um, oh, he's so cute. Okay. And yeah, he's been so sad knowing that you're leaving and like, he doesn't smile. Like, at all like you're the only one who can make him smile and you're so important to him and I just like please like don't leave and um and Jihu meanwhile has also decided to come to the pool I don't know why oh wait no he saw he saw the car and the driver and he recognized who it was and so he went in he knew the oh that's that, that's, that's why I, yeah, that. I got confused as to how conveniently he shows up to listen to this important conversation. I know, yeah, no, he thought he was walking by or whatever, and he saw the car. Um, so got he, it. so he sees what's happening, and he hears the beginning of the conversation, which is, mm-hmm. which is enough, you know. And he, he hears he, half, maybe he half hears, the conversation. He hears, half, he hears enough to to know that she. That John D is begging for her to stay for him. Specifically for him. And so, and he leaves. He's obviously not very happy. And he's um, upset. But he's visibly upset by visibly that. Upset. And yeah. And he walks. Leaves. And then we finish, we see the conversation play out. We finish the conversation. Um, and then he's like lurking outside or whatever. I don't know. And so, John D, when John D comes out of the pool house or gym or whatever, um he confronts her and he's like and he is angry you know not in a violent way but in a very like there are heavy emotions going on and he is he is he's he's angry there's there's some deep anger there and he's like he's like you had no right you had no right to speak for me like that you have no like who do you think you are um and uh, he was saying you you got on your knees begging have you no pride and yeah. then John D says, this isn't about pride. You're sad. Yeah. And he doesn't, like, get it. No. He says yeah. something to the effect at the end of it of get away from me to her. And then we, yeah. of course, cut to very happy music for the end credits. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's when the episode ends. We cut there. Um, yes. Also, Rachel, I can see this recording time. And we are at an hour and 22 minutes. So we are... We have been talking about this episode for as long as this episode was. You know, longer, actually. I think this episode was an hour and five, but so much happens. I know. You know, so much happens. And there's all these twists and turns and nuances that just – this is literally yeah. why I have to take notes because I – it's a it's a lot to wrap my head around. And yeah. I'm just glad we to unpack it because they they put so much in these episodes. Also, Seo Hyung gives – a kind of a great commission to oh, yeah. John D of saying, basically, please make Jihu smile again. Yeah. No pressure, oh, and right? I think she tells her, I think she tells her that. She tells John D, she's like, you make him smile. And John D is like, what? You know, and then, Me? oh, and then it was really cute. And then, and she gives her the pair of shoes that she had 
borrowed from her before. And, and she's like, you know, I told you, you know, a, like a good pair of shoes is really important for a woman. I don't know, whatever shoes. It was better than more. A good than pair of shoes will take you to great places. There you go. See, that's much better. And she's like, and then she's like, and I'm looking forward to seeing where you go or where you take them or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, it was, it was a really sweet moment. It I really like their cute. dynamic. Especially, especially because with the way that all the circumstances were set up, the obvious choice would be for John Dee to be like jealous and for this not to happen. And so I love that this sort of, I mean, not friendship exactly, but this mentorship. Under, this understanding that, mentorship. This understanding has developed. Yeah. They both understand that they both care about Jihu. And they right. both know that Jihu and they is all in for so young. They want him to be happy. And Sohyun knows that she can't make him happy, even though she's what he wants. Like right now, she knows that she can't make him happy. And she thinks that John D can. And John D, of course, is totally unaware of this because she doesn't think that she's hot shit at all. But whatever. Things are going to happen. Our girl. I believe in our girl. Yes, I'm. I'm very excited to watch the next episode and see how this all develops. I, I I'll be curious to see if Seohyung is just gone for a chunk of time and what that will allow us to develop with the characters. But then also now that she's gone and Jihoo's heart's gonna have potentially more room for John D. What's Jong Pyo gonna do? One of those. I'm waiting specifically for those two guys to have it out because I've you've seen <laughs> Jong Pyo get angry now. We have, and he oh, is violent. Not in his at Jihoo yet, right? So, uh, yes, because they, they do kind of seem like the tightest, like of the four friends, like those two seem like they have the most kind of understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that they're both potentially going to be, well, you know, love triangle classic. Yes, I think, and I was thinking of this earlier when we were watching the episode, I think we're moving from the love square to the love triangle now that Hyung's going to be out of the picture. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's fair. So things are moving that way. But yeah. we'll see because now Jihoo is mad at John D. Like yeah. really mad at her. Yeah. Which I think and, was and I think, I I think we left we left this episode that. in the middle of that conversation. So I don't because we yes. cut on them being angry like face to face still. And so I don't know if, if we're gonna see more if we're gonna pick up on the next episode still in that conversation or what's gonna happen. So I'm interested. But um but yeah, I'm really interested in seeing what happens with Gujunpyo and Jihoo in terms of their development because like Jihoo is so John D really likes Jihoo and she really has not historically has not liked Gujunpyo at all. And so now she's starting, you can see that they're having moments and she's starting to soften towards Gujunpyo. And she also is starting to with the development, with the introduction and development of the relationship with Sohyun, you can see that she doesn't really see herself as a genuine contender, as a genuine romantic interest for Jihoo. She thinks that Jihoo is like way better than her and that she could never catch his attention. And so, so it's almost like her infatuation with him is like on a level of this is, uh, he's, I'm obsessed with him, but this is never going to happen. Like, you know, it's just never going to happen. And then, and her relationship with Gu Junpyo is like, she, he, like, he sucks, but he's kind of starting to grow on me a little bit. And I don't know. I'm just like, I'm interested to see how these things like balance. 
Mm-hmm. No, Kat, the only way to find out is to keep is watching. To keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that baby. my tea tonight was Earl Grey tea with oat milk. Very delicious. Very yummy. Um, I was also drinking Earl Grey tea uh, with cow milk um, and sugar. And I also had a cup of water and I also had a teacup of Chianti. So that was great for me about it. I I did my classic shot glass of wine. Single shot glass of rosé. Ah, Rachel. Classic. Ah, yes. Classic Rachel. Ah, That is life. So we will peace out with that and on to episode four. Yep. That was the tea. Uh, Enjoy (laughs) your tea. Thanks for joining the Tea and K-Drama Conversation. See you next time here on the Tea and Gauntlets Network.